This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sanders gets it left side. Big room and a touchdown for Sanders. His second. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And let's talk a little NFL here because uh, PFF has come out uh, with a piece basically power ranking all 32 teams' rosters. Uh, they're not necessarily projections, although they did provide some. Uh, they're not necessarily projections as far as, you know, what the overall power rankings will be by season's end. But basically, they looked at the rosters uh, constituted from all 32 teams and said, okay, let's power rank these from 1 to 32. So Joe and I will talk a little bit about uh, some of those at the top and see if we can figure out some ways to kind of bet these uh, particular teams. And as far as number one is concerned for PFF, they have the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. And they say that their biggest strength uh, for this year is trench play. Now, that is an interesting place to start because in terms of the defensive line from last season, the Eagles uh, were insanely dominant. Uh, pressure rate from last season, 33.4%. That was uh, highest in the NFL. Sack rate from last season was better than 11% per next-gen stats, uh, and uh, as well as the pressure rate was from next-gen stats. Uh, sack rate, 11.1%. That's number one in the NFL. Now, they did lose Javon Hargrave. Uh, he's now playing interior for the 49ers. Uh, but in terms of the guys who are remaining, yes, a couple of them are getting a little bit long in the tooth, Joe. Uh, but in terms mm -hmm. of trench play, absolutely the Eagles uh, should be number one there. And even some of the arguments against the Eagles in terms of uh, you know the secondary and them being sort of a paper tiger, so to speak. You know, it's easy to look at that one-game sample size against Pat Mahomes and say, well, actually, once they played a really good quarterback, uh, they were less effective. Well, first off, a really good quarterback's going to going to beat a really good secondary uh, just about any day of the week in today's NFL. But also, two, they performed quite well in the playoffs and in the last few weeks of the regular season. It's best not to succumb to, to a one-game sample size when you've got Pat Mahomes as the opposing gunslinger. They lost seven starters. I know we love what they did with the draft, and we respect Howie Roseman and many believe he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, so you should have trust with him. And, and I do. I'm, je I'm jealous of Eagles fans in that sense. I wish that guy was my general manager. Mm -hmm. And they lock up Hurts. Um, I know we're not supposed to be too worried about it, but you also lose Miles Sanders. You also lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, linebacker T.J. Edwards uh, signs with the Bears. So seven starters. They're already on their way to replacing those guys with, with uh with uh, much younger players and obviously the Jalen Carter one stands out. Uh there are a number of rookies that just added some depth to this team. But I, I do find it interesting that the headline at the start of free agency was all of the players that the Eagles were losing. That at one point when we were talking about it off air about the teams with upgrades and downgrades, 
someone, I forget who it was, someone threw out, do we have to talk about the Eagles as far as downgrades? And then PFF is saying that they have the best roster in football. Mm-hmm. That, that's how good Roseman is. That's how, that's how good he is. So, and they reside in the division where you just don't see repeat champions. It's been in quite some time. And then there's also another team in this division that is in the top six. So I find that fascinating. And, and the big storyline that we're going to have to continue to, to monitor is, yes, they do have an MVP candidate. And if he gives a full season, I'm sure there are some voters that, that might give him a little bit more support and th- thinking that he should have won the MVP, but he missed a couple games down the final stretch that maybe they give Hurts some love here. But um, can he do that? Can, he be, can his style of play continue giving you uh, the full season? That's, that's the issue when we get to drafts that a lot of general managers are talking about. Yeah, a guy like Hurts can do so much. A guy like Justin Fields or, or Lamar can do so much with their legs, but they end up missing games at some point. And sometimes that happens at the, at the most inopportune time. And, and it just you know throws your season off the tracks. The depth from the defensive line by the Eagles was absolutely ridiculous. And that's why you had so many different guys able to acquire so many pressures at, at a basic historic rate. Now they're a little bit thinner, but that's not going to be that big of a hit. Uh, the secondary still played well. And yeah, there may be some question marks, especially when it comes to the Philly linebackers. But part of that is because, okay, if you've got these shutdown corners and you've got a great defensive line, well, you've got to pick on somebody. And the linebackers just happen to be the weakest link. And we saw that in the Super Bowl, again, against Pat Mahomes. And so the, the defense, I think, should be just fine. I, you know, No problems there. Jalen Hurts had a great 2022. Now can he do it again? That, to me, is a big question. Certainly the offensive line, still quite talented. Uh, I believe injury luck was also on the Eagles' side as well. But the one thing that I would push back on as far as, you know, buying the Eagles to win the NFC once again is this feels like the first year in a long time where the NFC East has three solid teams. I don't mm-hmm. think we're looking at the Cowboys as a losing team. I don't think we're looking at the Giants as a losing team anymore. I think now we're buying into what the Giants are putting together, especially with some of the acquisitions they made in this offseason. Now it is way more competitive. The Eagles now get a first-place schedule. You add all of that up and you go, is there a safer place to bet on the Eagles aside from, say, winning the NFC? Because it is still a volatile place to be. Had the 49ers, you know, not suffered the quarterback injury they did in the NFC Championship game, would they be in a different place? There's still a lot of questions there. And so the idea that the Eagles impressively made their way to the Super Bowl, I'm not comfortable just assuming they can do it again. They're not at a dynasty level as far as I'm concerned. So I do think the Eagles will make the playoffs, but at minus 500 to bet that's the case, that's terrible value. There are probably no. other places in terms of player props that I do like, especially in the passing game for the Eagles where I'm more comfortable backing them. But as far as what we've seen right now, I don't think there's anything that's too surprising, uh, and the market has caught up to it. This statement could make me uh, sound very stupid because football always happens. Uh, there are surprises mm-hmm. every single year. It's the worst of first league. But a year ago at this time, many were laughing at the NFC East, and now we're sitting here saying that They are clearly the strongest division in the NFC. And when I look at the South, 
in this current state of the North. I know the West has some possibility, but the bottom is of the West is so bad when we're looking at the Rams and likely the Cardinals, depending on the, on the health of their quarterback. I don't see how the NFC East isn't the best division again. I, I don't see it. Where's the upside with the bottom half of these other divisions? But you're right. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a one-year thing with the Giants at all. So that's going to be fascinating. Now, the one division that could that could challenge the NFC East is the NFC West. And PFF puts the team uh, expected to be the best in the NFC West, uh, number two overall as far as roster. Interesting, because BetMGM has a win total of 10.5. I see other sports books that have it at 11.5. But what I do know when the schedules came out, Ed, this is the one team we were in agreement on that we are playing the under. And we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. Exactly right. And when you look at PFF's evaluation, they say the biggest strength for the 49ers is playmakers. And I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, you add Christian McCaffrey in the middle of last season. Uh, he comes out like gangbusters, both as a rusher and as a pass catcher. And there's a lot to like when you add him with Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. Offensive line, still quite talented. Defensively, Fred Warner, Traverius Ward, uh, Taloa Hufanga, uh, you know, great coverage unit. No doubt about that. And so in terms of the skill positions offensively and defensively, there's still a lot to like as far as the 49ers are concerned. Where they talked, where PFF talked about is the biggest weakness was interior depth, then they get Javon Hargrave. You know, he is one guy, and so now you have to worry about, you know, everyone else uh, stepping up as far as uh, interior lines concerned. But why aren't we talking more about the questions at the quarterback position? Because... Brock Purdy, you know, granted his health is a question mark, so there's that. Sam Darnold, we don't exactly know what to get out of him because the Jets uh, happen to be a really, really bad situation for him. I think he looked a lot better in Carolina to where Darnold should still have a place in the NFL, but I refuse to believe that just because it worked out well last year for the 49ers and you know, they were able to make it work out with Jimmy Garoppolo, that they can continue that. At some point, your quarterback play does have to carry you. It cannot be just about Kyle Shanahan being a smarter offensive play designer than everybody else, even if he is. And I'm saying he might be. But at some point, you need the quarterback to back up that brilliance. And if it's not there, then you're going to have lackluster seasons. Combine that with a really tough schedule where the 49ers got no favors whatsoever. And yeah, the roster may be second best, but that doesn't mean it's going to translate to an excellent record. Why aren't people questioning the, the quarterback play? You answered your own question. It's because of Kyle Shanahan. And there is a thing called too much trust. That's what, that's what the national narrative is. Well, he's such a genius, it doesn't matter. Oh, look what happened last year. We'll, we'll take a deeper dive into those games. And I, I would still stand by what I was saying at the end of last season with Brock Purdy. They've, you know, they've announced he's a guy going in, all this stuff. And, you know, all sorts of trade rumors about Trey Lance. So, apparently, no trust there. And, of course, Sam Donald, as you mentioned. Everything has to be perfect around Purdy. Is everything going to be perfect again? That's asking a lot when you need everything. We, we, yes, great playmakers, understood. And they went to another level when Christian McCaffrey was added to that team in season last year. And then what you have on the outside, terrific. 
They did lose a starter on the offensive line, and injuries happen a lot. And when you get through a season very healthy, the expectation is that the following season might be rough for you. You're might, maybe you'll be on the unlucky side of things. And I don't want to back a team where I need everything on one specific unit to be perfect, to have success at the quarterback position. And I'm sorry, that's how I still view the situation with Purdy. Another one of the reasons that I'm on the under. Exactly. Exactly. At number three for is, PFF, the first AFC. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. Is part of this underappreciating Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, isn't he a top half of the league quarterback? Top 20? I mean, and then I know, like, you did it with per- middle. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I don't but know. But isn't it, like, an underappreciation? Like, that's what he did with <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, let's give Jimmy some credit, too. Whereas, okay, yeah, he did it with Brock Purdy. Now everyone has seen Brock Purdy, who, by the way, probably isn't going to be healthy for the start of the – like, it's not just a plug-and-play once with Purdy, but can we give Jimmy a little bit of credit? Like, Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's not coming back. And, by the way, it didn't work with Trey Lance. Uh, so I just – we're all saying yeah. the same basic thing, but I wonder if it's, some of it is an underappreciation for Jimmy's skill set. I know he's never going to be elite, but he was a throwaway, a missed deep throw away from winning a Super Bowl. Now, he missed the throw, but it was there. Well, the genius didn't appreciate yeah. him, right? Isn't that what people right. are following mm-hmm. right. with Garoppolo? Yeah. Right. Yeah, there people who know more football than I do are not fans of Jimmy Garoppolo's play. And that's that's just it. Is that, you know, whatever my opinions are of Garoppolo, which aren't very strong, that's one thing. But if they're willing to move on from him, you know, even though Trey Lance is a big question mark and you've got all these different, you know, contingency factors in San Francisco, that leads mm-hmm. me to believe that you know, they know what they're doing for the most part. The question is, is it going to translate to the overall record? I, I'm i not in this idea that, or I'm not believing in this idea that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top half starter in the NFL. You know, I don't know what the backup quarterback situation is like uh, with Vegas right now, but, you know, if Garoppolo doesn't finish the season because the connection to Devontae Adams is really, really poor, uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, I'm not, I don't want to say he's washed, but this idea that Garoppolo is still, you know, going to keep the Raiders, you know, in the hunt or something. No, I, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell drafted quarterback. That's their situation in Vegas. Boy, okay. you're down to Hoyer. <laughs> That's not going to be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. So under win total, uh, I believe that's the one Aaron was on and uh, that I'm comfortable backing. So the first AFC team mentioned uh, in this roster countdown uh, would be the Bengals at number three overall. And Joe, if you have to pick one aspect of your football team that has to be elite, wouldn't it be the passing game? You can only pick one thing to be really, really, really good at. In passing the football, the one thing you would point to, and that's what the Bengals have. And it's arguable that they have the best passing attack in the NFL with Joe Burrow still on a rookie deal with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And now you're adding tight end Irv Smith when this was something I talked about before where tight end play is going to matter a great deal. Bengals are five to one to win the AFC, not the shortest odds. Those belong to the Chiefs. That's how I want to bet them. I like the Bengals too. And just, we've talked about it, just time. 
getting healthy, and then they did add to that offensive line at a key position on the right side. Oh, by the way, I know we're not supposed to care too much about running backs, but Joe Mixon was bad last year. Yards after contact, he was worst all season long. I think Chase Brown is going to be an upgrade, the rookie. Couldn't be worse for the most part. So, yeah, any upgrade is going to be helpful here, especially when the Bengals have a lead. So I'm with you there. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, last night, four OTs in the hockey. We'll talk about it next and preview tonight's game on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.